And welcome back, Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thomas and Majana with you. I've got a school teacher in here, and we're going to go back to the basics. <laughs> the basics. Are you ready to do 101? I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do manifesting, uh, keeping our thoughts straight doing this work and let's go back to basics because I think sometimes in all the chaos of everything going around us and the noise and everything that we can get away from just the basics. And the basics that I wanted to go back to comes from The Secret Science of Getting Rich, published in the ripe old year of 1910 by Wallace D. Waddles. There is nothing new in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Would you still have me if my name was Waddles? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So um, I wanted to, the reason I wanted to go back to this is because I just think in the way that so many things are unfolding and even as we are releasing this podcast, the daily news of the coronavirus spreading around the world is just getting worse and worse every day. And there are so many other things, too, that are just uh, affecting our lives. And like I said, from my astrological perspective, I see a direct correlation to all of this and this Saturn-Pluto conjunction that we've been talking about off and on through here. But here's the bottom line. When we go back to the basics, how we think determines our outcomes And that is a fundamental that you can take to the bank. Yeah, unfortunately, that's whether we are conscious of what we're thinking or not. And that is exactly a point that Waddles brings out in this that I want to really camp out on. So if you're not familiar with the book, if you've never read it, the book is called The Science of Getting Rich. It was published about, what, 25 years before Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich. So this was definitely in the space when Napoleon Hill was doing his research that became Think and Grow Rich. And there were a lot of writers during this time. I mean, this is this certainly was not unique, right? Emerson, Thoreau, all of those had impacts during this time and many others. In fact, the work of Edgar Cayce has come to our attention recently, and we're starting to take a look at that. He was contemporary to this period as well. Wallace Waddles set a premise, and and he called it the syllabus in the book. And this is what the book is founded upon. He said, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made. Now, there's a good word for the universe. (laughs) Stuff. Thinking stuff. (laughs) Thinking stuff. We ought to start using that. The thinking stuff instead of universe or God or source or whatever you want to say. But go with this because it really creates a neat image. There is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. All right? What that's just saying is the energy of source is everywhere, and it creates, right? Absolutely. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imagined by the thought. How do you interpret that? The thought takes on a life of its own. You put the energy, everything is energy, so thought is energy. When you have a thought, you put energy into it, and it takes on its own life and creates, becomes manifest. Then he says, man can form things in his thoughts, 
and by impressing his thoughts upon the formless substance, can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. Well, uh, yeah, a little extrapolation. I think that it's you're putting your energy there, and the more clear your thought, the more clear that substance becomes, and it begins to create. Now, this was written in 1910. We didn't have the level of consciousness we have today. We didn't have MRIs back then. And now we know, and the real source of this work would be Joe Dispenza in a book, Majana, I know you love and recommended to me is uh, You Are the Placebo. Yes, I love it. And there, Joe Dispenza, who gets it consciously and metaphysically, very aware, right, very awake, a great teacher in this space, talks about the neurology the science, what goes on in our body of what Wallace Waddles thought or as best he knew was that we were impressing things out into the universe, which is half true. The other part of the picture that we now know is that when we do that process that Wallace Waddles was describing, when we impress thoughts upon anything, formless substance, when we put thoughts in our space, when we create thoughts, neuropathways start to be formed along that thought. And when we sustain the thought, that neuropathway begins to strengthen. And I think what happens is there is a combination then between our own physiology and the formless substance, (laughs) the source, the universe, that part of us beyond our physical realm combines to fulfill that thought. I absolutely agree. I always, I've said to students, when you're creating that thoughts in mind, form in kind, it's like the neural network, you're going, first you're just, pay, you're making it, it's like a two-lane country road, just an old dirt road. But the more you use it, we pave it, and then expands, and it becomes a super highway. So you, your thought process becomes just, um, what remote you don't have to think about it and it goes faster and you manifest more quickly so let's go to chapter four of the science of getting rich and let's just emphasize this and really get it locked into our minds i think this is going to help you so much as we navigate these times the chapter is called the first principle in the science of getting rich and he says thought is the only power which can produce tangible riches from the formless substance. Now that you think about that for a second. He didn't say investing in the stock market is the only (laughs) power which, right? He didn't say having a 401k. He didn't say working 60 hours a week for the first 40 years of your life. He said what? Thoughts. Thoughts and thoughts. The stuff from which all things are made is a substance which thinks. You know, for those of you who still prefer to reference the uh, invisible source as God, uh, often a lot of human attributes are attributed to God, right? And what he's saying is that source, that energy, thinks. And a thought of form in this substance produces the form, the thought of form. In other words, what you think about. So are you thinking about fear around this virus? Are you thinking about you getting the virus or a member of your family? 
The thought of form in this substance produces the form. However, I think what's important to keep in mind is it's not a fleeting thought. Fleeting thoughts don't immediately form into substance, thank goodness, right? That's what Joe Dispenza talks about, right? You have to strengthen the pathway. And that is exactly what Waddles talks about as being the biggest challenge is focusing your thoughts because it does take, I don't know, I don't know where the tipping point is. That would be really cool to see if we could come up with a scientific process or mathematical equation that would validate the tipping point for the amount of energy you have to put into thoughts to make them become real real things, tangible. You know, I think the answer to that appeared for me in this audiobook that I'm working on presently for Steve Forrest, where he talked about the basically the gestation periods of different things. Different thoughts have different gestation periods, just like uh, some things are fast growing, like when uh, the trees start to bud in the spring. Some of them, you you know, you take a walk like we did yesterday and you see a tree budding and then you go back tomorrow and it seems like, wow, that was just budding yesterday and now look, it's a full-blown tree. It seems like it happens really fast. And then obviously, a big old oak tree that provides lots of shade and cover takes years, decades, sometimes hundreds of years to grow to that size. So I think there's, there's a difference there. The question is, can you um, – can you – do like a laboratory can you expedite the growth (laughs) wouldn't that be nice you know and i think in some cases you can with a magic ingredient of emotion that's something that waddles doesn't discuss but i think is very important is when you can integrate high level emotion not fear you want to integrate well i guess fear would you can create more fear but you want to create high level emotion with your visualization, with your thoughts, and give it more animation be- to become real sooner. You know, this that's a good point, and I don't want to get too far off the topic here, but this is where I think the blend of astrology and uh, our metaphysical concepts really brings this home. I mean, this is where it dials it in. So people say, oh, Thomas, do you believe in astrology? That's hogwash because we create our own reality. Well, yes. And? Yes, and. (laughs) So here's what Steve Forrest said, and this is what I was narrating yesterday. He says that there is, so he's talking about basically the influence of these energies represented by planets and, and various things in our life. He says that their energy, the energy of the planets and the astrological elements basically, has been created. It cannot be destroyed only changed in form. Which is the law of physics. Right. You're a teacher. You understand that. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be... Changed in form, converted. But then he says, what actually determines the form that these celestial events will take is your own choice and your own responsibility. All of what follows... Your ace in the hole is your own magic. You and the planets are co-creating your story. Real-life astrology happens at the interface of consciousness and vast archetypal fields of possibility that the symbols represent. You are as powerful as they are. Oh, I love that. That's oh, so powerful. That. And you know what? The 
most important word out of that whole section that jumped out at me was responsibility. Because we do have that responsibility. You can't just say, gosh, I wish I had, and then think, well, I thought about it. You know, why is it not manifesting? And Waddles talks about that, the focused thought. It's training your mind. And what astrology does is it shows us where the energy is in our life at any given period. And that's what I love about it, because then we can do this process that I'm talking about, but not randomly just throwing things out there, but you can do it very specifically and targeted of where the energy is in your life. And boy, you want to amp up your manifesting game, just get in line of where the energy already is. And see, most people don't understand that. They don't understand. This is what we've been talking about with Saturn-Pluto. The energy of Saturn-Pluto has been this massive transformational energy. Well, if you're aligned with that, you're seeing things change in your soul's journey like no other period. The next time it's here, 750 years from now. After a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is huge. So that's the thing about aligning with this. Now, let's skip forward in the science of getting rich. Still in chapter four. He says, every man has the natural and inherent power to think what he wants to think. But it requires far more effort to do so than it does to think the thoughts which are suggested by appearances. And I think that is what is particularly relevant right now. So in other words, we can think whatever we want to think. But the challenge is, is it being suggested by our outside world? Mm -hmm. By what we see with our eyes or what we read in the news or on our phone now or what we hear or what our bank account balance is. Or according to Joe Dispenza, 90-some percent of our thoughts every single day are subconscious repetitive thoughts. So how's that for some necessary subconscious programming? (laughs) we got some work to do. Yeah. Wallace continues, to think according to appearances is easy, right? Yeah, it's easy to be judgmental. (laughs) It's hot today. Uh, I don't have any money in the bank. I can't buy a date. I don't feel good. I weigh too much. My face is too thick. It's too thin, right? Anything, right? You can, It's so easy. Or, goodness, the coronavirus is in California now, and I live in California, you know, whatever. To think according to appearances is easy. To think truth regardless of appearances is laborious and requires the expenditure of more power than any other work man is called upon to perform. Yes. So this is, I always think humor, some lightheartedness helps with the heavy concentration. And some of these topics are heavy, and they need to be very thought-provoking, and we need to focus our thoughts and energy. But to me, when I hear somebody going on about negativity or complaining about anything, what happens is I mentally, by choice, sort of clear that screen and now I go to the Peanuts cartoon and it's like that teacher or a parent in the background, wah, 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 wah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to hear it. I don't want it to influence my energy. So they can wah, wah, and I think it's funny then and I can go about my business. Hey, that's a really good pattern interrupt, no doubt. That's a great pattern interrupt. Waddle says, this is the last point from the book, 
There is no labor from which most people shrink as they do from that of sustained and consecutive thought. It is the hardest work in the world. This is especially true when truth, or that that which you are creating, is contrary to appearances. You know, okay, confession. So I journal, try to journal at night and write statements, affirmations, intentions. And then in the morning, first thing when I wake up, I don't write them again, but I go over them mentally. Do you know how many times I had to start that process over this morning? Because appearances were way stronger than my mental aptitude, first thing. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, because I think we're all being faced and challenged with that right now. So most of you who have listened to this for any length of time, and probably that you found this, is that you are searching for this kind of material. You probably have heard this, right? The secret. Think your thoughts and a Ferrari will show up in your driveway. (laughs) And, and everybody knows, well, wait a minute, that's not true. So, again, you have to manifest according to your soul's plan. The map of that, by the way, is called your... Astrological chart. <laughs> She's learning. <laughs> Pop there. quizzes. Ah, I freeze. Well, you're, you're getting it. You're <laughs> coming around. So, the astrological chart gives us the broad areas of where the energy is showing up. And then we can lean into those areas. But, hey, let's just take that as an example. So I've been trying to manifest a red Ferrari in the driveway for the last 10 years, and it hasn't happened. We hear that a lot, right? This manifesting stuff doesn't work. Well, it's because exactly what he's saying, the thought that sustains, let's go back to Joe Dispenza for a second, the thought that sustains that neuropathway is a sustained thought without any quiver or doubt or deviation whatsoever. And I think for most of us, truth be told, like you said with your notes this morning, we just don't believe that we can really manifest a red Ferrari in the driveway. At least not overnight. (laughs) Some of us, it takes a while to convince ourselves we can do that. But I think back to the subconscious. I think we think subconsciously, oh, there's no way. And that thought corresponds. And then basically what we're putting out to the universe is a conflicting thought. It's just one is subconscious, one is conscious. So just another little piece that I think is really important with this is as you are cementing in that new neural pathway, What happens is if you stop thinking your old patterns, if you stop going back and doing the yeah, but and running your old patterns, those neural networks actually start to disintegrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. So you really can reprogram your mind by focusing on what you want and and just don't give the other stuff any thought, any power, any energy, let it go. And this is where you have to do the work of reprogramming your subconscious mind. Because whenever you put something out there as a statement or, as he says, truth, in other words, the truth of that formless substance will produce the image of that which is pressed upon it. When you press upon it conflict, it will produce conflict. So here's what I wanted to do, Majana, and maybe some others will go in with us on this. I wanted to say for us, for the next 30 days... 30 days to change a habit, right? Thereabouts. Let us commit right now that we will not think thoughts according to appearances. All right. It's a deal. And let's take it up a notch. 
that whenever appearances suggest anything like, I'm tired, I don't feel well, uh, anything just about our little physical environment, that we are going to reframe that as well to, I feel amazingly well, I feel great. See, both of us are going through a little health, um, just some stuff right now. Let's just let's just take that off the space. Because what it reminds me is how much I love exercise and stretching. So it's a reminder to do that. So when those appearances make themselves obvious, let's just take it to the positive side. Deal? Agreed. 30 days. All right? We will have to report back on this as a sequel podcast a month from now to let them know how we're doing. So that will be... Actually, we're recording this on March 1st, 2020, so let's report back in April. All right. Okay. Hold us to it, folks. (laughs) We're in this together. We need accountability, people. (laughs) So I think that for those of you who would like to join us in this, that there is a lot that we can do in these times that we are going through, not to ignore what's there but just to reframe it in our minds of the reality that we want to create of who we are as co-creators in this world. And thanks to Wallace Waddles and Joe Dispenza and many others, we have a roadmap. We have a, a guide to do this. All right, let's not forget the basics. Back to basics on the (laughs) Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Hey, coming up very soon, we have an interview with Fred Dodson, and that's going to be on a new audio book on time traveling. And a lot of people are requesting this in the Facebook group. So this one has some energy around it. So this is going to be cool. As soon as that's out, we will let you know. Meanwhile, enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.